The Arizona Cardinals need to give Buda Baker whatever he wants. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please go YouTube channel, like, subscribe, leave a comment, turn the notifications on, get wild. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you, man. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game. Buda Baker, you know, went to his Twitter yesterday and tweeted something out. A Michael Jordan gif. Something about taking something personally. Okay, it's all I needed to know. I'm going to put a pin in that for a second. The Cardinals unveil the date that they will unveil their new uniforms. Talk about the new uniforms in the second segment. Do a whole damn segment on the uniforms. And then I'm going to do an Anthony Richardson check-in in the final segment and what that could mean for the Arizona Cardinals with the number three overall pick. Let's go back. When Buda Baker was drafted, the Arizona Cardinals were in a transition. He stayed true. He's never stepped out of line with things he said about management, coaching. He's never done anything except for be a true bona fide leader for the Arizona Cardinals. He then broke out and has been one of the best safety since over the last two or three seasons. He got a contract extension a couple years ago. Yes. He has two years left on his deal. Yes. And the Arizona Cardinals should 100% extend him this offseason and make him one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL and solidify him as an Arizona Cardinals leader for the future. Yes. It shouldn't even be a question. If the Arizona Cardinals want to shift to the Arizona Cardinals 2.0 that I've lovingly, uh, you know, branded this next iteration of the organization. They need to take care of their own. I've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about the Arizona Cardinals organization, not having a whole lot of Arizona Cardinals players on it. And if this is your first listen to Lockdown Cardinals, thank you. If you've been listening since 2017, thank you. So you've heard me talk about this, but I will reiterate. The Arizona Cardinals are a transplant team. The Arizona Cardinals replicate the city in which they play. The Arizona Cardinals have very few players of impact that were drafted and, you know, developed as Arizona Cardinals. Steve Keim was the outsourced king as it pertained to acquiring talent. He refused to do it through the draft. He didn't want to do it. He traded for guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Zach Ertz. And what it did was, well, both of those guys are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic for the culture here. 
it was difficult for the organization to really have a true identity because it was constantly changing. When you draft players and they stay here for a few years, they play together, they build a brotherhood, they build camaraderie, they build a culture, they build an entity, an identity. And the Cardinals have been devoid of that. Talent's been outsourced. Steve Kime's greatest move as a GM in the draft was trading up to the top of the second round to draft Buda Baker. And now with the new regime, Monty Austin Ford comes in. One of the first stills, still shots we saw of Monty Austin Ford was him shaking the hand of Buda Baker. He talked in his introductory press conference about Buda Baker is the dictionary definition of leader and what you want the Arizona Cardinals to be and be led by. So if when the time comes and he wants more money, there's something that's gawked at, something doesn't make sense. That's not to say that the actual tweet was that, that he went to ask for more money and they said no, but he took the AZ off of his Twitter bio. These are things that while seeming, you know, futile, futile and potentially, you know, with a, with a situation where it's, you know, not as big of a deal as it may look, these little things, these little nuances are just something to pay attention to. So I've talked about this and I, and I, and I discussed it recently, probably in the last month that the Cardinals need to extend Buda Baker this off season. The Arizona Cardinals need to extend Buda Baker this offseason to be able to have one of their pillars on defense, remain one of their pillars on defense. Because right now, it's him. That's it. Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons, TBD. Zayvon Collins, TBD. That's it. Marco, Marco Wilson, TBD. The rookies going to their second year, Cam Thomas and MyJ Sanders, TBD. Who they draft, TBD. It's Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. But Buda Baker. If you're going to change how you've done things up until this point, when an opportunity presents itself to change things, change them. And it starts and finishes with Buda Baker because without Buda Baker, this team lost its soul. Kyler Murray. It's a work in progress in that regard, in regard to leadership. It's not an original story that a defensive player is the lifeblood and heartbeat of a team. That's the Ravens. The reason why I bring this up now is because I'm sure it'll be talked about a month from now. The reason why I brought it up a month ago is because it'll probably be talked about two months from when I brought it up. You come to Locked on Cardinals to see the future. You saw it with Cliff. You saw it with Kime. I haven't wavered, and I was right. If the Cardinals don't extend Buda Baker this offseason, there are going to be massive issues with retaining him in the future. That's the last thing that the Arizona Cardinals need is any question about their loyalty to Buda Baker. Alex Lancey, Locked On Cardinals, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. The Arizona Cardinals will unveil their jerseys on. You have to wait and find out, baby. This episode of Locked on Cardinals, though, is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and you've, you know, if you've ever thought about potentially being a good GM yourself, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. And when you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team. You play through the seasons, you lead your team to glory. 
trying to build a historic dynasty. Now, with Ultimate Football GF, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free, playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. And Lockdown Cardinals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise while you, when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps. So make sure to check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. And everydayers, you get the weekend off. On Monday, I'm going to be coming back with a lot of draft talk. A lot of draft talk. A lot of draft talk. As we get closer and closer and closer to the NFL draft and the first step of the many in an effort to completely rehabilitate the culture, talent, trajectory of the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, according to Kyle Odegaard, friend of the show, compared out bet, says the Cardinals are going to unveil their new jerseys on Thursday, April 20th. For those who know what I'm about to say next, plug your ears. My biggest wish, and I won't dilly-dally on this, I'm just going to say it, I'm going to pivot. My biggest wish is that the Arizona Cardinals will remove the bird from the helmet. And, oh, what are you talking about, you idiot? This has been the staple of this organization for 50 years. Exactly. Oh, and just one qualifier that apparently I have to qualify. I'm not saying change the name of the team. I'm saying get the bird off the side of the helmet. Well, what would you put there instead? You can put a picture of me shirtless on the side of the helmet, and it would be better than that bird because all the bird does is signify a bullseye for losing and dysfunction. Sorry if you don't want to hear that, but it's true. The Arizona Cardinals have been a dysfunctional organization pretty much since the start. And the biggest signifier of that, of that is the bird on the helmet. What should you put on instead? Nothing. Try that. AZ. Cool. Cards. Cool. That was three. Now you go. My, my point is that with this new iteration of the team, it's got to be vastly different. Wait, that doesn't look like the old ones. Exactly. That's the goal. If this looks like, you know, the Cardinals creative staff and, you know, whoever's in charge of actually creating the jerseys went into the paint function on the computer in 1992 and just changed like 2% of all the colors, it'll be wildly disappointing. I want the colors to be like blue and green. I don't really like, I know it's going to be red. I'm assuming they're going to take black out of it. I've seen rumblings about yellow, which I don't care. This organization needs to look completely different and only be in name only from what we've seen up until this point. There's been some good years. There's also been dysfunction, and we're continuing to, you know, witness that. But this is a chance for the Arizona Cardinals to really, really just make the right move. 
And my opinion is having it be as different as what we've seen so far. Now, I will say that, and I think this is pretty obvious, the alternate helmet last year was sexy. It didn't go well with the jersey. The rest of it because the jersey was garbage. But, it like, the black helmet, the metallic one, sweet. Dug it for sure. Now, hopefully that is thing of signs of things to come. And I know that other teams had alternates and it wasn't just the Cardinals specifically. But get weird. Who cares? If you told me it was going to be red, white, and yellow, awesome. Make it different. An all-yellow jersey for the Arizona Cardinals? Are you serious? That would be sick. Now, what shade of yellow? Because there is something that's yellow that you kind of want to stay away from. So... That's a thing, but all joking aside, you know, this is where, like, you can't sugarcoat a an excrement is you know a phrase or whatever. You can't put um, lipstick on a pig or whatever. Like in this instance, a sign of misdirection for what's going to happen in twenty twenty three. If they look good doing it. It's going to be a lot easier to stomach. And that is a very existential thing to say. It's a very momentary and temporary thing to say. But if they look good and they go 3-14 and 14 next year, it's going to be a lot better than them doing the same jerseys last year and going 3-14. and 14. I'm trying here, okay? I am trying. And the unveiling of the jerseys, less than a week away. Get the bird off the helmet. Please and thank you. Locked on Cardinals. Anthony Richardson. What does it mean for the Cardinals under spotlight? Next. Locked on Cardinals. Your team every day. It's Friday. I feel weird. Uh, please like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to 3K. LOC 3K by kickoff of the 2023 season. We've got a long ways to go. The draft is going to be fascinating what the Cardinals do afterwards, whether it be adding little pieces, making trades, just cutting players, just setting setting themselves setting themselves up for 2024. So many things can happen. So many possibilities. And Anthony Richardson is centralized around a bunch of them as it pertains to the draft. How high do other teams value Anthony Richardson? Tyler Rowland of Locked on Titans and I, we post locked on NFL Thursday. Check that out. It's on YouTube and free and available wherever you get your podcast. The first thing that we did was could Anthony Richardson go number one overall? Not should he, could he? And it was a super interesting conversation because, you know, could he go number one? Sure. Carolina traded up, gave him a whole bunch of picks by all accounts. And with any sort of rational thought infused into it, they know who they're taking. Well, if they wanted Anthony Richardson, maybe they, you know, wait till nine and hope that he's still there or trade up to three or something like that. When there were, when there was a situation that came out about them potentially trading back after trading up to number one, that made me think like, maybe they don't know who they're taking. Or maybe they're like, you know what? We can get Anthony Richardson at three. Why do we trade all the way up to one? So that little wrinkle, that little report, I don't know if it was true or not. It was a report that they were thinking about it. Maybe it was just buyer's remorse for giving away all those future draft picks and wanting to potentially you know, recoup some of them, which would make zero sense. But it just made me think, like, could he go number one? If Anthony, if Anthony Richardson goes number one, all bets are off for number three overall. 
all bets are off. That is the best case scenario for the Arizona Cardinals. If they do want to trade back. The best case scenario for the Arizona Cardinals is if Anthony Richardson goes number one overall. Why? Well, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, people are on different sides of the aisle for each one. Both have both have massive strengths and both have weaknesses. But those two are looked to be the golden children, golden childs of this draft. And if Houston picks CJ Stroud and Bryce Young's there at three, Vegas. Um, Tennessee, Houston. Oh no, it wouldn't be Houston. I mean, Detroit, so many teams, Washington, so many teams could come into play if Bryce Young or CJ Stroud were there at three. And with that, there could be three, four, five teams that would be interested in number three and moving up to number three, although would give, would need to be a lot, isn't as much as going up to number one. I combined, I compared it to the Richter scale where every like 5.0 and 6.0, I think it's a hundred times difference even though it's up one spot or 10 times difference. I don't know. Check your, you know, your local seismograph or seismologist, seismologist. But if there are three, four, five teams that want to move to number three, the Cardinals can 100% get at least two first round picks for three and move back. And they wouldn't necessarily have to move back as far as if they did, if Bryce Young or CJ Stroud weren't there at three. So that's the ideal scenario for the Cardinals with, as it pertains to Anthony Richardson, there's a lot of every situation is ideal for the Cardinals right now because they've got so much, texture and girth behind this pick power behind this pick with however they want to use it they just need to use it the right way to position themselves the best for the future but say anthony richardson doesn't go number one which is most likely the case cj stroud bryce young flippy flippity floppity whatever whoever it is anthony richardson's there at three how much draft capital could he garner from interested franchises Vegas? Could they move up to seven? Is he worth it? Is Vegas positioned right now to just be in an okay spot and ride it out after losing Derek Carr and seeing what happens with Caleb Williams and Drake May next year? Can Tennessee afford to stay where they are? I talked to Tyler about that a lot. Again, Tyler Rowan, Locked on Titans, my host of Lock, my co-host of Locked on NFL Thursday. Talked to him about that. Like, can Tennessee afford to wait? Because as currently constructed, they'll probably win seven games next year. They just do. Tennessee just wins games. They just win games. They may win less next year, but as long as you have Derrick Henry and you've got an okay defense, and Mike Vrabel's a good coach, they've got a pretty good offensive line, Tyler, even though Taylor Lewan's gone. Like, Ryan Tannehill's fine. Ryan Tannehill's probably like the 23rd best quarterback in the NFL, and you can win games. Like, he's not the 40th best quarterback. He's not Nathan Peterman. Can they afford to have another year like that? Or is this a ripcord that they have to pull off? They move up to number three from 11, give two first-round picks in a second this year or whatever it's going to take. Could Washington, do they want to rip the Band-Aid off? Do they want to roll Sam Howell? How important is Anthony Richardson to the other teams? He's almost even money to go at number three. Plus 110, I think, the last time I saw it. Best case scenario, he goes number one because then everything. Christmas and April for the Cardinals. That's where they'll get the most value out of the third overall pick, which with trade with trading that with future capital, not necessarily with players this year, but 
the Cardinals are positioning themselves for 2024, which means that they think Kyler Murray is going to miss a large portion of this season. Okay. If it goes one, two, Stroud, Young, or vice versa, Cardinals can still get value if somebody wants to move up to get him because he statistically was the best quarterback in the history of the game at the combine by the measurables. So does somebody see that? Like, listen, he's raw. He's a clean slate. Let's go coach him and train him and develop him into being an absolute Titan Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, it's not like somebody would be potentially trading up three first-round picks for Baker Mayfield or something, even though he went number one overall. Sam Darnold, like, it's not like that. Anthony Richardson has clear measurables that are collectively better than any quarterback we've ever seen at the Combine. So when you get down to draft day and you get down to a week before, a few days before, where you're really positioning yourself for the 2023 season, if I'm Tennessee, I'd much rather go 3-14 and 14 with a new quarterback who's learning than go 7-10 seven and, seven and 10 with Ryan Tannehill. Now, while they would be giving up their first-round pick in the process, they wouldn't be able to bear the fruits the year after. They've got – like, they've treaded water forever. They made their run. They almost got there. Ran into Patrick Mahomes. It happens. They were up three scores against Patrick Mahomes on the road. Ended up losing. Like, they had their opportunities. The window may be shut, and what might open it is potentially – well, is the statistically, measures-wise, the best quarterback we've ever seen as it pertains to the combine. And that, for the Cardinals, is gold. Two first-round picks. Probably a third this year and a second next year to move up eight spots, if not more. Anthony Richardson is the most important person as it pertains to the Arizona Cardinals from now into the draft. Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you on Monday.